Hi, I'm Blake Gilman, the Vice President, Director of Post-Acute Care Services at LCS. You're listening to the Healthcare Highwire. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, and welcome to Healthcare Highwire. Today, we will be discussing speech therapy services and PDPM, how therapy, nursing, dietary, and MDS can prevent denials. I am Michelle Kramer, Director of Health and Wellness Programming with LCS Health Services Division. And joining me today is Christina Brenderman, Director of Denials and Appeals with TMC. Welcome, Christina. Thank you for having me, Michelle. So, Christina, May is Better Speech and Hearing Month, so this is a great time to talk about everything speech-related. What are the three main areas of focus we need to be aware of when we talk about speech-language pathology in PDPM? The three big hitters under the speech case mix index are swallowing disorders, mechanically altered diets, and cognitive impairment. Yes, and today we will be talking about the two main sections of the MDS that impact the speech-language pathology case mix index, which are Section C and Section K. So, Christina, would you begin by telling us how cognitive impairment that is coded on Section C of the MDS relates to the CMS, SLP, CMI, and therapy services? Yes, Section C pertains to a resident's cognitive patterns and can indicate if SLP intervention is needed. If the brief interview for mental status or BIMS is conducted, the score is entered on Section C. The BIMS identifies deficits in repetition of words, temporal orientation, and even recall. These deficits relate to SLP services, and if an impairment is coded on the MDS, this impacts the daily rate on the SLP case mix. It is important for the nursing staff and the SLP to communicate about cognitive deficits that are identified as both the BIMS and the staff assessment can play a key role in identifying residents that have a need for skilled SLP services. So in addition to the BIMS and the cognitive impairment coded on Section C, let's talk a little bit about swallowing disorders and mechanically altered diets that are coded on Section K of the MDS. Section K is another area of the MDS that supports the need for SLP services. Section K100 is an area that allows facilities to code if a resident has signs and symptoms of a possible swallowing disorder. Examples of that include coding for loss of liquids, solids from the mouth, holding food in the mouth or cheeks, or residual food, coughing, choking during meals, or with medication and even complaints of difficulty or painful swallowing. And isn't it true that the swallow difficulty only has to occur once within the seven-day look-back period to count on the MDS? Yes, that is totally true. So what about coding mechanically altered diets on the MDS? In addition, Section K510 allows facilities to code for if the patient is on a mechanically altered diet such as pureed food or thickened liquids. Both of these areas impact the average daily rate as well. So, Christina, what are some key strategies that we can remember to increase accuracy of coding swallow disorders and mechanically altered diets on the MDS? This is a very important topic. If a resident has a swallowing difficulty or is on a mechanically altered diet, it is important for the SLP, dietitian, and nursing staff to communicate about it. 
if the resident has a swallowing disorder, but the MDS coordinator or dietitian is not aware, the facility could miss out on an increased rate for the SLP case mix. Vice versa, if someone from nursing or the dietary staff identifies a swallowing deficit, but the SLP is not aware, a resident could miss out on receiving necessary services. That is truly really important information to remember. We need to make sure the interdisciplinary team is communicating together. So with the increased focus and value on SLP services, have you seen an increase in denials from CMS or managed care companies that are focused on the SLP services? That is a good question. We have seen SLP case mix denials from managed care companies. We have not yet received PDPM-related denials from CMS, but recovery audit contracts or RACs have been approved to request audits for PDPM dates of service by CMS. So what are some of the cognitive impairment denial reasons that have been identified in relation to BIMS and Section C of the MDS? We've seen denial reasons that have stated things such as there was not documentation to support the BIMS was conducted during the reference period. Another common denial reason related to cognitive impairment has been the documentation provided does not appear to support the resident having a cognitive impairment. I know it's always imperative to ensure that we have a medical diagnosis as well to support that cognitive therapy services. Yes, that is very important to support the cognitive impairment and to support the completion of the BIMS. A copy of the BIMS should be included in requested ADR packets for proof it was administered on or before the ARD date. That is a really great idea. We need to make sure that we complete that BIMS interview on or before the ARD and follow the CMS guidelines on how to provide the interview questions and code resident responses accurately. So in addition to the cognitive impairment, what have you been seeing out in the industry about denial reasons related to swallowing disorders? We have also seen denials that pertain to when a mechanically altered diet is coded on Section K of the MDS. The denial notices state the documentation received does not support the function score of mechanically altered diet. Auditors are focused on finding support in the medical record that the mechanically altered diet was due to a swallow disorder and that there is a supportive medical diagnosis. Well, those reasons are really not surprising given the increase in payment each area has on the SLP case mix index. You're correct. CMS has already identified that the amount of swallowing disorders coded have increased since PDPM and that the SLP minutes have decreased. Although the increase in swallowing disorders is explainable as Section K was not tracked during RUGS, we anticipate they're going to focus on the decreased SLP minutes as well to ensure the residents are receiving appropriate levels of SLP services as coding on the MDS would indicate. Yes, and CMS has stated that they will begin auditing to ensure that these cognitive impairment and swallowing deficits and mechanically altered diet are true and justified and not strictly occurring for facilities' financial benefit. Yes, I agree, Michelle. So to combat denials, what are the auditors looking for as far as supportive documentation in the medical record to validate what is coded on Section C and Section K? Therapy records are crucial to support both the cognitive impairments and swallowing disorders that are coded on the MDS. 
to validate that the coding was accurate and based on medical necessity. In addition, we are also seeing that reviewers are looking for nursing and or physician documentation to support these deficits occurred in the seven-day look-back period. Also, we need to have medical diagnoses documented in the medical records to support these disorders. I totally agree. Communication is crucial between the MDS coordinator, nursing, staff, dietitian, and the speech-language pathologist to ensure all members of the interdisciplinary team are aware of each resident's impairments and document to support the changes in function that is occurring. I agree. PDPM really did open the door for therapy and nursing to join forces and work together for the good of each resident. Detailed documentation really is the key. This has always been true, but we should expect more scrutiny of the documentation that supports swallowing disorders, mechanically altered diets, and cognitive impairments, especially as CMS begins audits. So, Christina, this has been great information about how to support the coding on Section C and K for cognitive impairments, swallowing disorders, and mechanically altered diets that make up the speech-language pathology case mix index. What are a few takeaways for our listeners? The first is that documentation is more important than ever. Well, I totally agree. I always say documentation, documentation, documentation is paramount. If we did not document it, it didn't happen. That's correct. I would also say communication between the SLP, NDS coordinator, nursing, and dietary staff is a must. And finally, identifying appropriate medical diagnoses to support the areas coded on the MDS is crucial. Well, this has been very helpful. Thank you so much for joining me today, Christina. Thank you for having me. This has been a Healthcare Highwire presentation. Until next time. Legal disclaimer, Life Care Services LLC is not engaged in rendering legal advice. Therefore, any information provided in this podcast, although intended to be correct, is also not intended to replace or supersede the advice of your legal counsel. Also, thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast. Mm-hmm.